Wow. We're coming at you live from a new podcasting location. We are in my dining room. We're out of my bedroom. Thank God. And we are in a new setup, so we're looking directly at each other. Mm-hmm. We were always looking at each other. Yeah, but it wasn't like we're we were like facing each other. Our bodies are facing yeah. the same way. Yeah. So this... Not the same way. Opposite. I'm sitting across the table from you. So picture in your brain at Kai's bedroom, we were sitting at a desk and like facing into the desk, but we would kind of like angle to look at each other. Right. But now we're straight across the table from each other. Do you guys watch and just like that? Am I? I just started watching it. <laughs> so I finished Sex in the City. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Does that mean you've gone on as many walks as you have Sex in the City episodes? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I actually did my... um. My, a project for one of my classes where I had to do like a behavioral goal. Where you had to punish yourself? Um, so I had two different goals. My goal was to go on a walk every day and then my positive reinforcement would be watch an episode of Sex and the City. And then my other goal was to reduce drinking. So every time I drank an alcoholic beverage, I had to donate $5 to a charity of my choice. Did you do that? Mm-hmm. So it actually like kind of worked to like, like both, both behaviors went in the direction I wanted them to. But there were instances where I cheated and I did not go for a walk, but I felt like watching Sex and the City anyway. Mm, But there are six seasons and each season is like 30 episodes. Like it's really... Back when TV was like... When TV was TV. An ordeal. Mm -hmm. When we were paying our writers. LOL. LOL. But (laughs) now, now there's another like spinoff series called And Just Like That. Just Like That. And it's set in modern times. When was Sex in the City? Sorry, 90s? Late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. 9-11 happened. During, in the show? Not in, they like very much breezed over it. They didn't mention it once, which was weird. Scary. But they pick up now. Mm-hmm. And it's like post-COVID. And the very first episode is like the like three of the four main women being like, Wow, isn't it crazy we can stand more than six or closer than six feet close to each other? Like, oh my god, uh, I'm so glad not to be wearing a mask in this restaurant. It's uh, like instantly like you're barraged with like. No, no, no. COVID when did this references. come out? Okay, so this must have come out right as the pandemic was happening. Yeah, so and just like that came out, I think I also hate that title. Right? It's cause every every so often when Carrie would be writing her little article, she'd be like, and just like that. I realized that like sometimes men are trash, like mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it came out like early 2022 or late 2021. Okay. So a lot of pandemic references. Um, the window for mentioning COVID was maybe two weeks in my brain. It. I hate. I hate. It hate, is hate, like, hate, hate, hate hearing about you it. You can do nothing worse. It makes me want to turn off your your work immediately. Absolutely, and to have that be the first thing truly unhinged also the thing about and just like that is the main cast of sex in the city four girls carrie samantha charlotte and miranda sure samantha who's played by kim cattrall hates sarah jessica parker in real life in real life and did not sign on to come back for the spinoff did they write that into the show they write it. They wrote it in where like she's in London and she's like mad at Carrie, and so she like doesn't want to talk to any of That's them anymore. That's messy. Whoa, 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 it's wait. so messy. Were they friends initially in the show? They were like best friends. Like the four of them were best best friends. God. I heard the show is bad. It is like bad. It is like more of Uncanny Valley though, hmm. and they also like kind of try to grapple with like the the original show was set in the nineties, mm-hmm. so like it. Like, the four lead women are all white. Like, Carrie dates a bisexual man for one episode and dumps him because she, like, can't get over the fact that he's, like, slept with other men. I'm sorry, isn't that a plot point in Insecure as well? Yes. Aren't we all just so similar? Yes. (laughs) Hating bi people is a universal experience. No, but in in Insecure, it was like Molly was kind of wrong for that because he was... Molly was wrong for that. Because he was, like, awesome. Right. And... Bisexual ads does not detract... Right, but, but in Sex in the City, it was like, oh my God, Carrie, like, I can't believe we were dating a bisexual guy. And when she dumped him, it was like, wow, pop off, girl boss. It wasn't like, bitch for real. It was like, yes, queen, like, weird. Dump, it, dump his gay Definitely ass. Definitely weird. 
<laughs> it was so funny. And then, so in and just like that though, they're like grappling with um, with modern issues. So because Samantha's gone, they have cast like three women of color in like supporting roles and kind of are making them like audition to see who is going to be like next Samantha. Oh, that's really gross. Like there's this like girl boss, like Indian realtor. And then there's like this girl boss, like professor at Columbia of like, it's like race and ethics or and diversity and law or something. And then there's this like other like girl boss, like mom who's on the PTA with Charlotte. So it's like, they all are kind of like. Is girl boss the rest of their brand too? Are there any ordinary woman in this no. circle? Okay. Because also another thing about this. Who's writing this show? I don't know. I, don't, I want to talk to them. But in this new iteration, it's like they're all insanely wealthy, mm-hmm. which is weird. Mm-hmm. Also, there is a non-binary comedian named Che Diaz. This is very old news, but I'm just catching up. But Che Diaz took the world by storm. Okay. One As of in like a, a beloved character that they didn't expect? Polarizing. You, oh. People love them. People hate them. Okay. People aren't sure what to do with them. But it's funny because the Che Diaz is introduced as like a podcaster so carrie is on a podcast with jane diaz and bobby lee i don't know who his character's name is but it's called x y and me Mm. (laughs) so it's like (laughs) the cis woman the straight like the cis straight man and then the non-binary pansexual and they talk about dating issues (laughs) it's like putting two like three people in a room i don't it's just like what what do you guys have to talk about? It's funny because like the like Che talks to to Carrie and they're like, you have to step your pussy up. Like we're talking about sucking and fucking and having sex, and you're like, you we asked you about how much you masturbate, you didn't say anything, Carrie. You have to step your pussy up. And what did Carrie respond? And Carrie's like sixty, and she's like, okay, okay, I'll step my pussy up. It's so crazy. And then Che Diaz, this is a spoiler, but it's been out for like I'm also never gonna watch two this years, show. and you're never gonna watch it. Um. Che Diaz then hooks up with Carrie's friend Miranda, who's married to a man and has been like dating men all her life. But that's because Cynthia Nixon IRL is like dating a woman. So they're kind of like paralleling her character story with her real life. Because they run out of ideas for original Uh characters. But it's kind of sad because Carrie is like, she has hip surgery, Mm. old, and Miranda's (laughs) supposed to be taking care of her. But then Che Diaz comes over. With tequila and they're like ah, ha, ha. and then Miranda and Che are like taking shots Miranda's also an alcoholic Word. in the series and then Che starts fingering Miranda huh. in Carrie's kitchen and then Carrie wakes up and like sees them fucking but she really has to pee but she can't move and she's not gonna be like hey wait stop. they're in the same room literally they're in her like apartment so it's like look at the kitchen and also Carrie lives in like a weird studio randomly so they're like if they're in the kitchen and she was like in the my like living room and she's like watching them fuck but she has to pee so she pees her in her bed and it's like actually really dark yeah <laughs> it's really dark if it wasn't in the context of like stupid daytime television laugh track i'm assuming it's that vibe there's no laugh track right right right. but it's still cw-esque it's, do you know what i mean yeah it's supposed to be like it could be an interesting storyline yeah it's, but it's 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 so funny because it's like almost good, hmm. but then there are moments that are like really weird. Like also, Charlotte's child comes out as non-binary, okay, and they change their name from Rose to Rock, okay. But the gag is is like they come out in a TikTok video. Non-binary non-binary names are out of this world. When you rid yourself of the shackles of gender, like you also rid yourself of the shackles there, of like no, truly conventional no names. Right. You could be what Also, yeah. my name is Kaivon. Like there are no rules. Right. <laughs> is that a family name? Kaivon? Yeah. No. My mom was being real creative. It's funny I love as, that. as the kids got like more my younger siblings came out, they were like progressively more and more normal. <laughs> my youngest two are two, my youngest two brothers are Kyle and Christian. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that's like how how my mom like scrapbooked every single thing I ever did as a baby. Mm. And then 
my little sister, it's like picture on an iPhone. <laughs> I got baptized. But who's the favorite? Lexi didn't. I don't know. It's either, yeah. I think me and Lexi are vying for the top spot right now, but it's probably going to be her for a while because when she goes to college, right. they're going to miss her. They're going to miss her. She's... Feel her absence. Yeah. Me, it's out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. Okay. So, yeah. That's what's going on in, in just like that. Let's get this show started. <laughs> Everybody. My name is Taylor. My name is Kai Vaughn. And welcome back to another episode of No, no Follow-Up follow questions. questions, the show where we talk about the booms, the bangs, and the blunders of living through your 20s. How are we doing? I'm good. good. It's been so long that it's like I almost forgot how to do the intro. We recorded, was it a full two weeks ago? More. It was right after Barbie came out. Yeah. The so, haze of post-Barbie. The haze of post-Barbie. I've, uh, I've been getting a lot of like nuanced feminine takes on TikTok lately. Okay. And you know, it is called a for you page. I get a lot of that. I get a lot of like Sims content mm. randomly. I'm on the side of TikTok too where it's just someone in rural China who lives on like a, a um mm-hmm. what do you call it? Subsistence, subsistence oh, farming. Yeah. It's like they just make what they need and yeah. sell the like they you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like amazingly shot and Mm-hmm. He's teaching us how to make lipstick from scratch. I, I've seen so that. So strange. Yeah. Um, do you do you get the smart home videos? No. Oh my god. What do you mean by smart? Like Disney Channel smart home? No. This is so funny. I th- oh, I do know what you're talking about. So it's like- <laughs> it's just like like all these gadgets, random gadgets from like Amazon or Alibaba or something. Yeah. And there's always like a, a spider or like a turd or something in. Yeah. Just like snuck in there. It's so random. And it's all the plot is always like. Oh, my mother-in-law is here and I need to clean up my house. Like, okay. And so, and then she like, it's like they like start a, like a, um, washing machine that's like tiny and that's like in their bathtub. And then they start, what, what always gags me is the, the crab like beats speaker like this is so funny i think they put like crabs in a bowl and then they put what looks like a speaker it's like it's like like the thing in dune yes 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 literally the the, the thumper thumper. (laughs) so they put the thumper the sand pounder (laughs) in the bowl with the crabs and then i guess they it emits like work sounds that kill them does it kill them it that's I think it's, but I don't Death know. By vibration. Also, the thing is, is like you never know what what actually they're doing or like why. Okay. But I love those videos. Wait, while we're on TikTok, mm-hmm. I came across. I'm sure you've seen this. I can't find it. I can't find the name of the TikTok. Okay. But do you know? A long time ago, there was these viral videos going around, and now they're in CapCut edits of of like insanely skinny woman with like she looks like the letter P. She says like obnoxiously large boobs and she's walking between like down a hallway and she needs to squeeze through and she goes like she like puts her hands to her side and shimmies through do you know what i'm talking about no you don't know what i'm talking about that sounds really compelling it's like when she's like passing through two people walking on the street and it it is a somewhat tight squeeze (laughs) but she has no reason to turn to like sideways and shimmy through it's just to like push out her breasts and do that it's ai Whoa. It's not AI. It's how do you call it? It's like a, it's not a real person. It's like a computer generated model. I, I found that out recently and I was like, I was shocked that I didn't clock it, mm. that it looked that realistic. Have you ever looked into those Instagram or TikTok like accounts of like the fake? The, yes. Like influencers. What do you, CGI yeah, generated? That's yeah. So dark. That's the ideal body type. Not real in any way. Literally. But, yeah, I mean, what's so funny? My boss was like, he had like pulled out this picture of like. You yeah, know you that? need to explain. He pulled out this picture of like, he, this has been a while ago, but it's this picture of Kendall Jenner. Okay. In this like. My imp- name is Kendall Jenner. My name is Kendall Jenner. Of this impossibly like tiny bikini mm-hmm. bottom and like the like little triangle that's supposed to go over your cooch is like where does the cuckoo sit 
Exactly. So it's like, where's her vagina? Like, it's simply like, you can't, we well, can't detect. Well, isn't, sorry, just cut you off really quick. But like, f- is it Fashion Nova where they'll take pictures of like a bodysuit or something and then Photoshop out the coochie lips? For real, yeah. Okay. I think it was that. But he's like, do you think this is real? And I'm like, I don't know, probably not. And he's like, your boss is asking boss. this? He's like, it's so crazy what women have to go through. <laughs> That's enough internet for today. <laughs> and with that, I'm logging off. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that, um, I have a really important, like, life-changing piece of news to share. I went to Taylor Swift. You are so dramatic. <laughs> so what did you dramatic. think I was going to say? I thought this could have been news to me as well. But you specifically said last week, let's wait till after I go to Taylor Swift so we yeah. can talk about it. Yeah, because I want to talk about my experience. Yeah, break it down for me. Okay, so I was like, I I don't think I was really aware of the fact that I, it was actually going to happen until it, like the day before. Even though you looked for, purchased, and prepared. Yeah, because I had planned this so far in advance right. that it was like, oh, I'm going to Taylor Swift in August, but it didn't actually really sink in that I was going to see Taylor Swift in August. Did you cry? Yes. Wait, I saw you went with Antoinette, didn't you? Yeah. So it's funny because I got like a a single ticket way up in the nosebleeds and she got a single ticket with like obstructed view, like at the corner of the stage, but we drove together. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you guys sit separate or did you like We sat separate. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Um, It was funny because I was sitting in between two gay couples and gay lesbian no gay men gay men and it was really funny because it was very obvious who in the couple was the swifty i was like what are you about to say and who dragged (laughs) their boyfriend there (laughs) who's the swifty in the relationship (laughs) right but yeah it was fun and like i also, I was, like, way more emotional than I realized because I have been a Taylor fan since literally her very first album. I was thinking it's, like, really cool and smart that she has had, what, 13 years of... Is it, how long has it been? 17, she said. Old. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, she's she literally went from... Her career spanned from teenagers well, girl, to her 30s. Well, she's just selling her, her remakes. Yeah. <laughs> Which also is, like, a huge you know, power move. Like she, the fact that her re-recorded albums are making so much money. Are they different in any way? Like 1989 just dropped. Yeah. So 1989. Love the new album cover, by the way. It looks cool. It's so nice. So it's completely re-recorded, but. It sounds the same. It sounds similar, but it is interesting because her voice has matured a lot. Hmm. Sometimes they'll add in slightly different instrumentation, but the goal is to approximate completely replace Mm -hmm. so question can you still listen to the old 1989 is it still it'll still be it's still on streaming who owns that um scooter braun so he like i think he sold it to a like a cap like an investment company or something how does she have the rights like did she always own her own lyrics Mm, she owns her own the masters lyrics yes because she wrote and it's not copyright infringement um, I think that what she's doing is like the copyright expired because these are, I think they're like older albums. So how many more remakes does she have to make? Two more. Which are called? It's her debut album, which is self-titled. She never Taylor started Swift. from the beginning. No, she was popping around and she also is going to redo gonna Reputation. Sa- that one's going to sound so different. Oh my God, Chill's thinking about also, it. Also, it's not Taylor anymore. Anyway, anyway, Taylor Swifties are crazy. The Swifties, like, and also that's another thing that scared me about the concert is because I'm a Swiftie, but, like, I'm not a Swiftie Swiftie. Like, I'm not the Swiftie on Twitter doing the math of, like, it's been exactly 3,023 days since, like, 1989 was released. And, like, 3,000 divided by 19 equals 89. Like, I'm not doing that. Do you, okay, first of all, <laughs> so I watched the video. I think I sent it to you, uh, the guy figuring out that Taylor Swift's a witch. Yeah. How did that math add up, first of all? It was like like the date co- mm-hmm. coincided with 1989, and it was exactly 1989 days yeah. or something ago that and it released. She, and it was like it's the 19th like city in her tour, and something she announced s- it on stupid like that. 8, 9. Right. It's so funny, but I genuinely think that like she thinks about these things and like 
Do you? Feeds into absolute. She she's online. She I know really she's online. online, but that is a lot of math. Not to say that she can't do math, but like it's going to sell either way. Why mm-hmm. go through all that effort? She loves Easter eggs. She's always done little Easter eggs like this. I watched this video of, I think it was Patty LaBelle maybe. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what do you think of um, Alicia Keys? And she's like producer, like young girl, love her voice. What do you think of Adele? Amazing voice, great personality. What do you think of Taylor Swift? Beautiful gowns. Love the gowns. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing about the concert, her performance ability has improved so much. Okay. She genuinely, the show was three hours long. Just her. Well, she's got a lot of, of music. It. She got a lot of music. And, but like, she sounded amazing the whole time. Mm-hmm. She was dancing. She wasn't like doing the, you know, she is she funny? She, she's, she's funny. I, th- I heard somebody compare her to like a kindergarten teacher, which is like kind of how she really does talk to it. She's the arts and crafts teacher. She is. She is. She's like, can you intro one of her songs for me? Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. There's this like, it's, I'm, I can't like do the, the moves of it, but just imagine I'm doing the Taylor Swift. She's like scooping her shoulders from left yeah. to right. Yeah. No, there's one, there's one that's so funny that she actually did where it's like, so this next song is about when somebody walks in. Oh my God. And you just think to yourself, they look like trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, like the track starts. And then she saunters away. I'm mad at whoever on her team is like, yeah, that's so good. Taylor. It, but it's like, it's, <laughs> it's cute. And it's, it's fierce. It, it's cutesy. It's just like, it's kind of cringy. Too. Yeah. <laughs> She's the queen like, of, of canceling the cringe. Mm-hmm. Just embrace the cringe. But mm-hmm. it was, it was so good. And it was, she's such a good performer. The visuals, the set, the dancing, the vocals. Does she smack a pole with a cane? Mm, I don't remember that part. But yeah, I know what video you're referencing. Yeah. Some videos of her crack me up. Explain to me the 13 on your hand. Okay, so the 13 is Taylor Swift's birthday is December 13th. So okay. 13 is her lucky number. So during like the fearless era. So why do all of you? She would always draw 13 on her hand. Okay. It was like her thing. Okay. And so the Swifties now. Okay. Now explain to me the friendship bracelets. Um, I actually don't really know the origin of the friendship bracelets. Do you guys like, do you bring them like Disneyland pins and, and like You're swap them You're supposed to trade them. I didn't trade them because I was nervous, well, but. Some people, they make funny ones, but then yours related to her like music, right? Yeah. You well, know? Antoinette gave me those that she had ordered, but. I had a friend, um, from an old job and she had ones that said like lobotomy and like eat the rich and like <laughs> my, my yeah. coochie pink, my booty hole brown, that kind of thing. <laughs> Love it. So there's no rules. There's no rules. You can make and whatever you want. it's just to like make want. friends. Yeah, yeah. That's it's cute. to encourage like um, inter Swifty communication. Okay. But it's it's so nice to like be there with other people who also are like screaming every All the like words. yeah every okay. word and like it's it was very like cathartic and when I heard you know some of my favorite songs being played live for the first time that I've loved for years. Have you ever it been to like, a Swifty concert before? I went to Speak Now in like 2011. Okay. You know? So it's been a while. Yeah. Okay. But she hasn't toured in a while. Right. The last time she toured was Reputation in like 2017. She had a few hearts to break, a few men to fuck, and, and, and some albums to release. Yeah. So. You know, she's back on it. And she's touring for like the rest of next what's year. Great. So I I work at a company that like is, is doing events around this mm-hmm. thing. And we're talking about, because we just did one for LA and New York isn't until the end of 2024. Crazy. Like she's, that's her second version. Like second time back in New York. back around. Yeah. Well, I've noticed a lot recently. Scissor's still on tour. Harry just barely ended his tour. From, Harry's like, been on two tour years ago. for like his I'm whole like, life. I don't remember tours being this long. Mm-hmm. Even if they're world tours, it's like you do America or you go to Europe first and then you do America. That's it. Coming, yeah, coming back to, to go, America. Go back and do another round through America. Is, does she already do New York and she's yeah. doing it again? Yeah. Why? Because she sold out her entire tour. 
I was, so one of my coworkers went to the work event Mm -hmm. and wanted to go again, just like on her own. Mm -hmm. She was looking at tickets day of maybe 4 Mm PM before the show tickets were still a thousand dollars and that's for a seat behind the stage. Yeah. Which first of all, why are you selling seats behind the stage? It's a podcast at that point. Yeah. It's, (laughs) I mean, Antoinette did sit in the, um, like obstructed seat. It wasn't behind the stage, but it was like out of like at the very corner. Far enough back that. Yeah. You can only see her if she's on on the the catwalk. catwalk and there's like, there are screens all over. So you can watch the screen, but yeah, like. It, but you can also watch the live stream for free. Mm-hmm. Being in the room. Yeah, it was crazy. It was really crazy. Two thousand a rent check. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. see Miss Thing walk up and down. I know you you don't get it, but I don't it's get a the religious price. experience. I don't get yeah. how that can be allowed. Well, the thing because, is is like because and, and I understand yeah. a lot of those are resale. But like there should be caps. There are in Europe. There literally are. Oh yeah, there definitely should be. That's that's ridiculous. That because I doubt she's taking most of that profit if they're mm-hmm. resale. Yeah, I mean, well, when I I didn't get the like Ticketmaster presale, so then I didn't get to buy tickets from t- Ticketmaster. I had to buy resale. But yours but, wasn't that no. much. But there were resale tickets, like also immediately after the verified fan presale. So Which, people were already like price gouging that event right that away. Was supposed to prevent that mm-hmm. and that like broke Ticketmaster. Fuck mm-hmm. Ticketmaster by the way. They it immediately it, like it didn't do anything. It just caused stress for weeks. Yeah. I remember trying to get Beyonce tickets. Oh uh-huh. Which we actually I can't believe we did. Well we almost didn't. Mm-hmm. She had to add a date and mm-hmm. we had to get lucky. Mm-hmm. I remember my mom bought them for us and yeah. you bought yours. Yeah. You got lucky. Cause I had, no, cause I had like the Verizon, got, like, right, right, right. Yeah. My mom has Verizon. That's how we got it too. Love it. Thank you, Verizon. Right. Okay. But speaking of Beyonce, mm-hmm. I heard you have something to show. I will let you look at this when we're out, done recording. But mm-hmm. uh, the other day I would blame it on getting high or drunk. I wasn't, I was sober. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to, my work is also doing like a suite for SoFi. Mm. And so doing a suite. My, Just doing a suite my, at SoFi. My boss was like, okay, if you want to go, let me know. And if you want to bring a plus one, let me know. And this is just going to be like a company sponsored outing just mm. for this team. And I'm like, okay, fucking work. Also, I already bought tickets for this show. Yeah. So I'm glad I found out. Yeah. But I'm not going to sell my ticket because I want to go with you. I want to go with mm-hmm. Noni. I want to go with friends. I want to go high. I want to like enjoy yeah. myself. Because how much are you really allowed to like pop your pussy with your co-workers? Well, I told them, I was like, I hope you guys dress up because if not, you're going to have two disco balls in the corner gyrating. Yeah. But I mean, like my, she's not my direct boss, but she is a VP of the company. She's like, I'm. Yeah. She went to the Taylor Swift concert and blacked out. Love it. <laughs> so, oh my God. I feel like I will be fine. <laughs> I don't want to. I want to remember every second. Every well, she was like, Taylor Swift is not my music, so I'm going to drink oh to God. forget. <laughs> um, no, but so I have two opportunities and I'm not an outfit repeater. Oh my God. So I made a presentation with little themes and links to actual Stop. items to help people narrow down. And I have opinions from other people and I <gasps> want you to weigh in. Oh my God. And I'm buying this weekend. So, okay. Can I offer some, um, so Tay, Tay was at SoFi. Mm-hmm. Beyonce is going to be at SoFi. I wore my cowboy boots Hurt. to the show. Yeah. So what I did is I parked, I bought like a parking pass for the Kia Forum and then walked to SoFi, which was like not far at all. It's not far at all. But still walking, standing for the whole concert. Right. By the end of the show, my dogs were I won't be wearing so I got boots the same time Taylor did. We're we're boot sisters. Mm-hmm. I um won't be wearing those on our night. Okay. okay. I That's would wear really them to idea. the suite because they're like buying cars. Stop. So like I like, love being gainfully employed. And we have seats, so it's like I also bought insoles for them. So Oh my god. You're, you're so prepared. So prepared. But for the other one, I'm like sneakers. Mm-hmm. Also, when I go, I've never been to SoFi, but I, I have been to the forum multiple times. I always park down the street. Like, uh-huh. it's like three, four blocks away. 
and it is Inglewood. It's not the best neighborhood to be walking at night, but mm-hmm. I've done it four or five times now. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. Totally free. Mm-hmm. So, well, I actually, yeah, I, I don't know, like what I'm sure there like, is, like driving non- to that lot, getting in, and then trying to get out. I'm sure you don't leave until after midnight. I mean, actually, I got out pretty fast. What because- time did you get home that night? Mm, I think the the show ended at like eleven forty five, maybe. Damn. Yeah, because Blondie was singing for three hours, <laughs> but it didn't take us more than like fifteen minutes to get out of the parking lot. Oh, yeah. once you got to your car, it was very fast actually. But we had like brought snacks and waters, like we were prepared to like sit. What there. happened? What if what if you were to have parked in the SoFi lot? I think it would have taken longer. Okay. And I also think because we got we got there at like... Was there a show at the Forum that night? No. That's good. That's good. So we, I think we got there at like five. and But by the time we got there, like we were parking like at the kind of outer perimeter. Which is kind of what you want anyway. Which is kind of what you want. Right. So it actually was chill. But we did notice a lot of people who had parked in the shining like neighborhoods like walking. Um, but there were a lot of... Um, like parking permitted hmm. streets that we did see. Also, we saw some very bereft people waiting for Ubers. Bereft? Like, sitting on the sidewalk. Okay. Waiting for Ubers. Downtrodden. Hurt. I hurt knew. Toesies. I knew, like... Ubering is never a good no idea. No way. Because, I mean, the parking lot was, like, $50 when I bought it. And also, like, well... So, my boss went to... Who was it? It was a country artist... Morgan. Morgan Wallen. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why do you look at me like that? Sorry. I, <laughs> I'm a baby country fan. No, it, I'm trying. It, it, I just got my boots two weeks ago. <laughs> I don't know any Morgan Wallen songs, but apparently he's like the biggest like. Well, she was saying she went, didn't get out till one, which is apparently a big uh-huh. deal for her. But the Ubers were like three hundred dollars. And the, the Uber you're in still has to wait in that traffic. Yeah. So is it really that? No, no, it's not. I'll answer. Absolutely not. <laughs> so, designate a driver, mm-hmm. pick a parking spot, pick a parking spot, mm-hmm. wear comfy shoes. Yeah, wear comfy shoes. Right. I'm so excited. We have good seats for, for Yance Yance. I'm so excited. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw up. Not actually, but I also, I'm at the point where I don't want to see any more online. Yeah. I don't want to see any more TikToks. I do know that we have to really practice. Everybody on mute. Mm-hmm. Because if you I make won't a be the peep, issue. If you make a peep, uh-huh. you're getting you jumped on the to, spot. You have to be evicted from the concert. <laughs> you literally get thrown out. I won't be the issue. I, but I'm I telling like, you, I'm going to be high to my mind that trip. That but night. that's the thing. It's like I, I'm scared that I'm going to be caught up in the moment and be like, like screaming, yelling, whatever, singing along, and then I will be that one bitch. I feel like the energy will shift when that song starts, and everyone will know. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, okay, guys. Right. It's guys, time. It's time. Pay attention to the lyrics. You need to leave. <laughs> I'm excited. Wait, okay. No more concert talk. No more concert talk. What have you been watching lately? Literally Sex in the City and just like that. Okay. Any new books? Um. Any hot takes? I'm reading a book about asexuality. Oh. Certain identities are hard to contextualize when you don't have them examples of them in your life. Yes. So that's why I was interested in reading the book because you're doing more than most people do. (laughs) I mean, I also think like I have like books on my list about like, like poly relationships too, because Mm -hmm. I think like as a, as a future therapist, I want to have context for like what people are telling me Mm -hmm. about their like sexualities or like how they, you know, construct their partnerships. So I'm not like, Oh wow. Like how does it work? Like, Mm. you know, being like that, but it is very interesting because what I'm learning is they're like, is asexuality doesn't necessarily mean like celibacy. Like there are some asexual people who still will have sex. And there are some asexual people who are like very sex averse. So Mm -hmm. it's interesting. And also the book, there are also people like, their position is side mm-hmm. as opposed to this is in the gay community at least mm. top bottom and then side side is someone that doesn't do penetrative sex i've never heard of that before it's a form of ace i think interesting 
Um, but yeah, I'm still early on in, the, in that book, but mm. learning about it. They also like kind of talk about the origins of like the online ace community. Okay. And how it is like very, the most prominent voices are white, but mm-hmm. like, and why that is and like what can be done to like diversify the understanding of asexuality. So that's been interesting. Oh my God. I just learned yesterday about survivorship bias. Is that what it's called? survivorship bias what is that um a good illustration of it was during world war ii i believe it was um engineers that were edifying the bomber planes were trying to find the best way to add armor to planes so they wouldn't be shot down as much you couldn't cover the entire plane in armor because it would weigh it down but they would take planes that made it back and analyze where all the bullet holes were oh my god and they used that in order to, you know, pick where to put the armor. But Damn. the initially you might think, let's cover up the places where the bullet holes are. But what survivorship bias is, you have to understand that these are the planes that made it back. <gasps> the ones that didn't make it back are the ones that got shot in the places that these planes aren't. Oh my God, you're so right. So, so the bullet holes that, that hit the planes that made it back weren't actually hitting like are, a vulnerable spot. Exactly. Or ones enough to make them crash. Yeah. So like... Wow. I watched a video that was like, isn't it weird that we find, like, we hear, like, it's only liberal parents who have trans kids. Mm. But in in reality, transness is, like, a a very dangerous thing if you come from a conservative family. It's not Mm -hmm. something you bring up. It's not something you're vocal about. And so thinking about, like, what were we just talking about? Oh, Charlotte's, like, non-binary child rock. What? I thought we were talking about it just like that. No, like two seconds ago. <laughs> the planes? Asexuality? Yes. Whiteness in the movement? Whiteness. So being asexual, being queer in general is is something mm-hmm. that is a whole lot more outwardly accepted and have you know, people have the vernacular for in white communities. Yeah. Um, a lot more so than in communities with people of color or, you know, mm-hmm. other backgrounds. Yeah, and the book was talking also about how you know, with communities of color or like already marginalized communities, it's like sexuality was systematically repressed as like a tool of oppression basically Mm. of like, or like a, like a stereotype that was negative. So like, you know, like the author is an Asian woman. So she's talking about how this like stereotype of like, Asian women being really like docile and like sexually Mm -hmm. repressed or being like hyper fetishized. So when she was like thinking about it, she's like, Oh, am I just like playing is me being ace playing into this stereotype? Mm -hmm. So then she like kind of questioned that maybe there's like that extra layer of her having to like work through that. But it's been interesting. Yeah. I always think about like demisexuality too. Is that the attraction to intelligence? Um, demisexuality is the attraction to like people only when you have already formed like an emotional What's connection the one that with I'm them. I'm thinking of. I think that's um, sapiosexual. Sapiosexual. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? <laughs> I sometimes think about how these categorizations and um, identifiers, mm-hmm. how they can sometimes create more divides in an yeah. already marginalized community. And how I wonder if it's good. Because none of them are completely accurate for anyone. That's Mm -hmm. why people take on multiple descriptions. Mm -hmm. They're all approximations of how you feel on the inside. And I mean, personally, that has changed throughout my life. Yeah. So I just, I I think about that sometimes about. Yeah. (laughs) It it feels, it, I think I was actually writing about something similar. I wrote this essay for publication that's going to be coming out next year okay, about author. it's going to be in print work print um about like intersection of like theater and psychology and i was trying to like connect those two ideas mm-hmm. um but i was thinking about like you are so smart <laughs> i was thinking I about like you to everyone i hope you know that stop okay about diagnoses <laughs> okay like how having language to talk about the symptoms and like feelings you're experiencing can be really affirming Mm. because you are able to contextualize it under a certain umbrella. And that can be really like, it also really helps you find community. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, I, I remember when I first discovered that 
being bisexual is one thing, but going deeper and, mm. you know, looking into pansexuality and how mm-hmm. certain things kind of clicked after that, how mm-hmm. excited I was that I had figured that part out about myself. Yeah. So I understand the, the, the need for it yeah. or like the benefits of it, but it, it does, it can go too far sometimes. Yeah. And that's what I was like thinking about too, because it, it's very, the, when you're looking at it clinically, mm-hmm. The DSM-5, which is like the list of all the di- the disorders, like has very specific criteria. Sure. And there are like, there are moments where, you know, a therapist might need to literally like choose a diagnosis for someone so they can bill to their insurance. Right. Like they can be treated. But what if you don't check off enough of the boxes? Right. Like, well, what do you do? Well, you talked to me a little bit about how that system in and of itself is flawed in looking at like its origins and who created it and what it was created for and yeah and how inherently when you have a system where the the people the system who are helping the the people and the Mm -hmm. system that pays the people that are helping the people they aren't connected inherently it's like Mm. there's a disconnect between actually getting people what they need because it doesn't fully make yeah you know what I mean? It's also hard to, um, like, I think sometimes the DSM can l- lead into, like, pathologizing the human experience, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this disorder called um, persistent grief disorder, which is, like, being Depression? sad about someone's death, like, oh. longer than you should. Okay. So... There's stuff like that where it's and like... Wait, wait, wait. Longer than you should. It's like, yeah, normer than is like clinically acceptable or like the grief gets worse over time, not better. It's weird. It's so robotic. It is weird. Yeah. Like, and there are, of course, yeah, I'm sure moments where that's a person is like the the grief that I'm feeling is interfering with my life to a really significant degree and I want help for it. But it's also like... Well, I wonder... How How is it supposed to look? What's normal? Also, what's the difference between treating someone with persistent grief syndrome and someone with depression? A lot of a lot of disorders can be co-occurring or like overlapping or, or like two different ones might. Or the same. Yes. So what's the point of going deeper into spe- and specifying more? Right. When the treatment's going to be the same regardless. Like literally like, literally, like medical billing and like insurance. It's so strange. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. Well, because if I'm saying I'm depressed, my insurance covers my therapy but if i have clinical or whatever it's called persistent grief syndrome it doesn't or if you're just like i just feel like i could benefit from therapy right you know therapy should be uh should be given out freely it should should be included like in workplace workplace (laughs) in insurance plans like well uh, what's funny is a lot of and maybe it is like I'm not going to knock it because something is better than nothing. But a lot mm-hmm. of workplaces will be like, you get three free counseling sessions. What are you going to do in three sessions? Nothing. That's the <laughs> point. Because the first one, figuring it out. The mm-hmm. last one, you're spending the whole thing figuring out next steps. Mm-hmm. But something is better than nothing. Because yeah, for some people, that might sure. get them to a more long-term situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm like looking at this and I'm like, that's actually really nothing. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for nothing. I'd actually rather you just pay me more so I could afford health insurance. <laughs> <laughs> The date of me getting kicked off my parents' health insurance, fast approaching. Oh, my God. Fast approaching. next month? Yeah. I realize you have the same birthday as my brother. Oh, my God. My baby brother. Libra twins. Scary. (laughs) I'm dating a Libra. You are. I'm outing myself on the pod. It's actually been really, really pleasant. So Right? Libras are the best. Thank you, I guess. (laughs) I have a lot of, like, Libra friends, too. I I just love Libras. don't think I do. I do kind of do actually mm-hmm. you rosie jody my brother max max is a virgo you guys are cuspy both yeah of you. yeah um crispy crusty but the the libra and water sign bond i always strong so in theory they are supposed to be strong but it it doesn't always lead to a good outcome from what i've heard yeah <laughs> So, uh, well, I think like <laughs> I've persistently uh, dated water. In that dating, uh, in dating a Libra, it's like there's a lot of similar emotional readiness and and feeling senti all the uh-huh. time. It's just like that could be bad. <laughs> 
without yeah, boundaries. What, yeah. What are what are some qualities that you've like learned to love about Libras? Because hmm. you love Libras romantically I, uh, and platonically. So the romanticism, enjoying a sunset, like not just being a romantic partner, but the, mm-hmm. like looking at life romantically. Life, yeah. I think that is such a fun and nice quality to have. Mm-hmm. My old boss was like that. She was. Mm-hmm. A, I was just on the phone with her, and she's describing. A plot of land in Northern Ireland. And I'm like, why am I crying right now? That That's a crazy. But it's just the way she like views life. Yeah. Also a cancer. But okay. um, I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I also think Libras are very, con- well, at least the ones in my life are very considerate. Mm-hmm. And in different ways. Like, mm-hmm. like you will, you'll, you have changed behaviors because I, you know how I like to interact. And for mm-hmm. an example, Rosie has gotten me a gift because she's thinking of me. Yes. I will have dinner ready when I go to my, my SO's house. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. none of those are required to be my friend, but they are nice qualities. Mm-hmm. Um, all of you that I have met simultaneously hold the belief that you are like at, at once the sexiest person in the room and the most ugly person in the room. <laughs> Every single one of you that I've met. And it is I a f- love to be attacked. <laughs> I love it's a fun energy to be around. You just like, hit me over the chair. Because it's like chair. I can try to console you in one breath and then the next I'm like, okay, work. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's it's like like a fun little roller coaster to be on. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, it's like my I feel like the Libra sense of self mm-hmm. can be a little Air sign, you it know, just, a little just, fluid. Like it is that. fluid. Yeah. But like, what is it in the long term? We don't know. I simply don't know. We don't know. I also <laughs> think it's because, you know, Libras are trying to find balance. So we yeah. like to go to extremes. Does balance exist? I don't know. <laughs> I think balance is like a practice. Balance isn't a place you get to. Like mm. you, you're constantly like trying to find balance, going back and forth and back and forth and back. And I forth. agree with that. I think my goal in life is to not bounce between extremes as far. Mm-hmm. Like get it closer to equilibrium on a more like consistent basis. Yeah, I want a boring gray life. And mm-hmm. I know, literally, when we first started this podcast, I said that was my biggest fear. Oh my! God. I don't want to live in like a track home settlement, but I do enjoy, I'm starting to enjoy like the minutia of life a little more. Yeah. I think that's part of my like quitting entertainment journey mm-hmm. because I think, yeah, when I was obviously like 18 going to college, I'm like, no, it'll be like so fun to be an actor and like never know where my next paycheck is coming scary. from and packing up and leaving for a four month contract across the country Mm. it's not as fun to me to think about that now Mm -hmm. because yeah i do like being able to plan things Mm -hmm. two weeks in advance Mm -hmm. i like being able to like i love having a paycheck that is the same every paycheck that must be nice shut up you'll be there one day (laughs) and you have been there in the past yeah yeah it didn't know it is so nice because then it's like one less thing you have to like Something that I can count on. (laughs) And then, because then your brain space is like freed up. Mm -hmm. It's nice. (laughs) It's nice. I'm I'm reading, well, I'm listening to, I use Audible because I'm in the car Mm -hmm. constantly. Yeah, what are you listening to? Um, So I just finished Red, White, and Royal Blue. Oh, we're going to see the movie. It comes out today and I'm going to homeboy's house today i'm not supposed to call him homeboy sorry your boyfriend bookie bookie dookie tookie hit my yeah bookie bear what do you guys have pet names i have a different one from every day my favorite or his favorite that i call him is pumpkin sorry gross um what's another one that i call him i call him bookie a lot I like Bookie Bear. Bookie. Um, but I call him like Babadook every once in a while. Or like, <laughs> if my boyfriend <laughs> called me booty. Babadook, one time he called me <laughs> Thickums and I got so mad at him. <laughs> and what, con- like, the, how did he say it? Like, it was like in a, like, you look good, like, ah, Thickums. And I was like, ah, Thickums. How dare you <laughs> call me But that would make me, that'd be so cute. You having a breakdown in front of me? I was like, I, well, I'm, I'm gushing. Don't week. you? <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's cute. So you guys are gonna go see it together? Well, it's 
an Amazon movie. So oh, right, cooking dinner, watching it. That's cute. I'm ready to lust after two straight men acting as gay men. Are they both straight? I think one might be queer. I don't okay. think they. I don't Who think knows? they are. Yeah. Also, I don't think. Also, I, it's a bad book. Really, it's clearly written by some like thirty year old woman that is white and like uses references from like early two thousand tens. Is it like, um, what's that? Um, it grips me by the middle though. I felt gripped. I was <laughs> gorilla grip. sucked in. Yes. Oh God. Um, well, they're sucking and fucking I'm reading it. <laughs> <laughs> the pages are flying. Well, that the, the, well, when I first started listening to this audiobook, I, I like used one of my little credits before I sampled it. Mm. And this is the book that taught me not to do that because <laughs> yeah. I listened to the guy's voice and it's like nasally. I wanted to punch this reader in the face so bad. Wait, but doesn't, isn't it like one of them? It Okay, can you explain the, the premise, premise of the book you? is you're following the first son. Is that what you call him? Mm. He's the, the son of the president who is mm-hmm. a woman in this book. A set present day. Um, he is Mexican-American mm-hmm. for a little color in your life. And he <laughs> finds out he develops feelings for one, a man, and two, the prince of England. So that's that's like Team. the mom is running for re-election. The, the the queen in the book is like kind of bigoted. It's like really, yeah. Oh my god! Right, right. So wow. In the in the beginning, I'm like, oh my god. If I have to hear her like describe how she thinks young people text one more time, I'm gonna scream. But by the end, I'm in that. tears. Aww. Also, this book got me like aggressively horny at one point. I was like on the highway driving home, <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> gripping the steering wheel. <laughs> no, anyway, so I'm reading. Not popping a boner on the 405. I wasn't, I wasn't full, full bone. No, I was like, ew. I was like the, the thought of a bone, I right? La, la, you brought la, it up. La, la. I did. <laughs> no, I'm listening to A Little Life now. Have you read that? I heard that it's so fucking sad. Like gut-wrenching. But I have Mm-mm. not read a book in a while or listened to, I guess. I don't know if you can consider this reading. But yeah. I'm ingesting the content, yeah, which is the almost thing. good enough for me. I I haven't listened to or in, ingested something like this that has been so eloquently written before. Mm. And... Written in a way that is like very, very respectful to a bunch of different types of lives. Cool. So, yeah, different sexualities, different races. It's it's really cool. Okay. I'll and when the audible list. narrator has like a good voice. Wait, does the red, white, and royal blue narrator do the different accents? Yes. His accents aren't horrible. They're about as cheesy as the prime movie is going to be. Like I the mom is like, to. she's like from a white woman from Texas and has the worst. Texas accent I've ever heard. Love it. I'm like, have you? Did you like go? <laughs> Yeehaw! Right. My name's Hillary Clinton. Exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a sentiment I, sh- I share with the. I can't do it. It's really bad. Did I make my boyfriend watch Red, White, and World Blue? Wait, wait, wait! You made made him. He, you guys watched Barbie together. We did. He wanted to see Barbie. Was there a discussion afterwards? Did you guys not talk on a car? No, we. <laughs> <laughs> silent car ride home no he he liked it he laughed at like all the appropriate parts okay um you like looking at him while he's i was like t- <laughs> but yeah he was like he did understand the feminism of the movie he, he did like, or didn't he did okay he was like that's good he, I mean, he related to ken we didn't right we didn't mm-hmm. expect much less yeah right uh-huh but i'm does he, he listen to this no Okay, because no. my BF listens to this. My wow, must be night. <laughs> I today I was where I was saying that you're coming over to record, and I was like, we should do a boyfriends episode. Did Get the down. boyfriends together. Would Get he them be on down? the pod. <clears throat> he was like, ha ha, totally. <laughs> like, no, but men love to talk about themselves. I don't want anyone on our show that doesn't want to be on our show. <laughs> I'll gauge how for real he is. Okay, because I think they'd be fun. Double date. Right. Which we've done before, mm-hmm. which was fun. Which we'll do again. I almost keep using the name. My boyfriend has wanted to hang out with you since we last hung out. So. I know I missed him. Well, I'm done with my classes for the summer. Work. Your summer has begun. We're gonna have fun for the next what two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the way that like the day after Beyonce, I start classes. You're going back. Yeah. 
Yeah. We're seeing Beyonce on her birthday. Yeah. So and that's everyone's birthday, you know? It's national holiday, Beyonce's that birthday. That weekend's going to hurt. Financially, spiritually, physically, emotionally. I budgeted for it, so not financially. Spiritually, I'll be off the, the plane of existence that we're on currently. Mm-hmm. So that'll Ascending. be great. To, I'm thinking more like physically. Uh-huh. My liver's going to suffer on the first day, and my feet are going to suffer on the next day. The day after Taylor Swift, I felt like I got hit by a truck. Yeah. Working out so, so you're ready for Beyonce. I mean, no, right now I really have to like go Renaissance on repeat, mm-hmm. memorize every single word. Okay. Um, I just have to be prepared. Have to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Beyonce, maybe this is the last thing. She mm-hmm. like really looks like she's enjoying herself. Yeah, it does. It feels like um, maybe I didn't see Taylor, but like they're kind of reveling in mm-hmm. the success of a very long career. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to watch. Mm-hmm. It's like they seem like they seem like they're having fun in a yeah. way that they never have before. So I I want Blue Ivy to come to our show. Yeah, I love her. She's such an it girl to me. She's she she like gives essentially nothing, mm-hmm. but, but she everything. just is blue. Yeah, right. It's like the way she's like like just hitting the move so casually that makes it just like so cool. Also, remember when. Kim and Kanye and, and Beyonce and uh, who else? Like name other children, all these weird names. Mm-hmm. Chicago. What is it? North. Yeah. Is her name? North. Saint. Chicago. Psalm. Psalm. Well, even like Michael Jackson's baby. Blanket. Blanket, which I think. Paris. They have other names as well that they mm. also go by. Anyway, but like Blue, when that mm-hmm. when those names came out, we were all like, what are you doing? Blue seems aggressively normal to me. Right. Blue Ivy didn't at the time. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, it makes total sense. She is Blue Ivy. Name. Right. What do you think she's going to do in her life? Do Blue we talk about this? Whatever she wants. Yeah. She can do whatever she wants. And I think she also is the level of celebrity that she can have a very secluded life if she wants to. Because when Beyonce doesn't want to be seen, she's not seen. I want her to do like... Which? How? Like a visual artist or something. I want her to like... Like a, like a painter? Like yeah. a sculpturist? That'd be cool. Like you don't hear from her or see her for years. And then she comes out with like a like a installation at the Louvre. And then I, she's oh, like, peace out. You I know? have a feeling that this generation of celebrity... Like imagine North and Blue and whoever else young adults mm-hmm. i think and i hope they they enter the realm of like chill as fuck like yeah. sasha and malia obama they're cool yeah chill as fuck i also think like north is funny she is funny. she's <laughs> she's funnier than both of her parents well and her mom has had to rise to the occasion yeah i don't never i never saw kanye as a funny person no he sometimes he was funny but like now he's just scary grappling with yeah things. kim is funny my favorite, my favorite character right now is Chris, but Chris, while well, she's like high on pain meds. Oh my God. That, obsessed. There's this really funny episode of, um, season one of like the new Kardashians show mm-hmm. on Hulu where Chloe, um, Chris and Corey, Chris's husband mm-hmm. go to Palm Springs and they make is Chloe. Is at the dinner table? Yeah. Okay. They make Chloe film like the most random scenes. Um, but she, they go to like a dispensary and get gummies because Chris's hurt, like hip has been hurting her. Mm-hmm. And then they take edibles and go to this Mexican restaurant. And then Chris gets so <laughs> crossfaded on like the gummy and like one margarita. She's giggling her ass off. Like it's so There's a funny. scene. I don't know if she's drunk or, well, she's like, I am drunk, but like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And she starts saying, I just love you so much. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like really heartfelt in the middle of her sentence stops and just like scream laughs. <laughs> like that's a level of freedom that only money can give. And that's like, <laughs> but that's how I think my mom would be. If she like, smoked, if she smoked. And that's why you, you really don't think Miss Debs is, has ever smoked. No, I genuinely think she's never. Cause in, it's like very like devil's lettuce in right. the Midwest. What does my grandma call it? Wacky tobacco. It's very wacky tobacco. Mm-hmm. But my mom is so giggly. Mm-hmm. And so is my grandma. I oh, so fun. dream. I've smoked with my grandma before. 
Dream blunt rotation. My grandma took one hit and started cracking jokes about my ex at the, who, who she had just met that night. <laughs> she called him Frogman because he had a frog ring on. I'm like, Damn. that's your name from now on. <laughs> Pulls no punches. Right. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? No. I think we've talked for long enough. Yeah. You're saying this is, we've had enough. We've had enough. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Yep. It's so glad to be, it's so glad to be back. I'm so it, glad to be it back. It is so glad to be it back. It is very, it is glad. Yeah. Um, don't be mad or you can be glad. If you like this episode, oh my God, thank you so much. Thank Thanks you so for much. sticking around. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for telling friends. Subscribe to us on um, Spotify podcasts, Apple podcasts, wherever podcasts are sold. Rate us five stars. Give us a review. Yep, 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 yep. Um, um, you can find us online. We are on Instagram, TikTok, threads at nofuckspod. We have a website, nofuckspod.com, and a Gmail address, nofuckspod at gmail.com. You can send us your questions, queries, advice requests. Give us advice. Mm-hmm. All of the above. Mm-hmm. And we put out episodes every other Tuesday. So I'll see you then. Thank you guys so much for listening. And on that note, I don't think I have any follow-up questions. I don't think I have any follow-up questions either. Bye. Bye.